When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I would say, uh, one, it's a cool question, Liam. I would say, uh, I want to make sure, above all things, um, that our identity takes place about how we play football. And that um, when people watch us play, they know what commander's football looks like. You know, we're going to find our true north to say we are going to be explosive. We are going to be physical. If we do those things right, and if we can get to that space quickly, um, the success will follow from that. But you can't put a prediction on that without having those things in place. So uh, I'm somebody that wants to hit every rung of the ladder and not jump across steps to get to somewhere where you, you left some things off. So we're going to hit all those markers on the way. How quickly our team connects, uh, how quickly the staff and the team connects, that's where it's at. And so the success will be derived from that. And uh, we're going to try to accelerate as fast as we can. Um, but there's a lot of work to do. And so once we get to that you know, final roster that we put in place to, to start the season in September, um, we've got a lot of work to do between now and then. That's Dan Quinn from his introductory presser. Grant and Danny on the fan. Remember, kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad. They're the official show sponsor. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com and mention GND. The show to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. I love that answer. Look, you can't do what Ron Rivera did, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Rivera quite literally over and over again for like four years talked about five-year plans. It doesn't take five years. It shouldn't take five years. I think that is an irresponsible ask. It's kind of outrageous to suggest. you got to give me five years. I told you guys it would take five years. That's ridiculous. Teams get better in a year sometimes. You could go worse to first in this league. Miami, Philly, Detroit, everyone got was bad and got good while you were busy staying bad. So Dan Quinn shouldn't. You're saying, like, uh, and I think you're right, like, please be transparent. Tell us what's happening. Give us an idea of the timeline. 
you can't come out and say it's going to take four or five years. No. Dan Quinn did that. That, that was the cut, you know, mm-hmm. in his introductory press conference. I'm not promising you guys we'll be really good next year. This is a process. Here's how we're going to go about it. It's going to take a little time. Adam Peters has done the same thing. The Harris Ownership Group has done the same thing. So they're saying it. People can listen or not. You know, They're, they're <laughs> going to hear the words or they aren't. But they're not going to come out and say, we'll be in the playoffs in two years. We'll be in the uh, second round of the playoffs in three years. We'll be in the conference championship game in four years. We'll win a Super Bowl in five. Like That's not how it's going to work. No, of course not. It's not so linear. What you just heard is kind of what their refrain is, which is, we're going to play a brand of football that you guys are going to like. We're going to give our chance to win a lot of football games quickly by how we develop, how we promote, how we coach, and the players that we have in our building. But we got a lot to fix. It's going to take some time. So I kind of like that part of it. Uh, The question we're asking you guys right now is, what kind of patience are you going to have with this new regime? So I'm going to have a lot of patience. I don't know exactly where that goes. I don't know how many years that means. I don't know how many games that means. As long as I feel like I can see what they see, that was my big frustration with Rivera and company. Again, I hate to keep hearkening back to that, but it's it's a recent data point that we can all kind of relate to. I just never saw what they saw. And what they saw, what they told us they saw, changed every week, it seemed like. One week we're, we're building, next week we're going for it, the next week we're roster building, the next week after we're going to find the young quarterback and drop him into this ready-made roster, then we didn't do a ready-made roster because we're team building. All these different you know, contradictory, nonsensical phrases about competition and things that never came to fruition. As long as I can see what the plan is, whether I like it or not, and then we'll have reasonable room for discussion. Adults can have conversations, and you can generally be in, but you have a small gripe with this, that, or the other. Very reasonable to do. That's normal football course events, normal sports course of events. Like, I prefer this starting pitcher in free agency. I prefer this one. And then we have a sports debate. Yay, we'll be fine. But as long as I can see what they're moving towards and they're actually taking the steps to move towards that, I'll be fine. So maybe that's three years. I don't know. But it, but to me, as long as there's a clear communication, as long as there's a set of criteria that we're supposed to judge them by, and then you don't change it after it doesn't work, I'll be fine. I, I, I'll be, I will be very patient, but I, I feel like I'm in the minority on that. Yeah, for me, it's not black and white. Like, I need them to be winning by this time or this is the amount of – I don't really do it that way. I've got to trust what you're doing, and you've got to give me a reason to do that. And Rivera didn't. Mm-hmm. And over and over again, his decision makers in the front office didn't. They got too many important things wrong. Really, for me, the whole ball game early is quarterback. I will spend a lot of next year evaluating Peters, Newmark, some of the guys that have come in to help them in the front office by way of their free agency class in the draft. So not wins and losses as much as free agency Mm -hmm. and the draft, and specifically the QB. With Dan Quinn, his staff is a big part of it, obviously, position by position. But in-game decisions, quality of the defense – improvements on defense. Is he getting more out of guys like Forbes and St. Juice and Jamin Davis like I think he should and could? Those are the things I'm going to care a lot about. If they're not winning, yeah, eventually I'll grow frustrated, but it's going to take care of itself. There's a Bill Walsh book that I read that I love. I told you about this, actually. You did. Uh, a few months ago. I, I just thought it's a famous book, but um, I read it for the first time, and it's called The Score Will Take Care of Itself. Where the score takes care of itself. Um, and it's all about leadership. You, you know, it can apply to anything non-football, but obviously he talks from the perspective of coaching the 49ers. The score takes care of itself. 
if you're doing all these things like I want you to do them or, or in a way where I am trusting you, the score is going to take care of itself. I, I feel good about that. Let's go to Nick in Winchester. How are you, Nick? Hey, Nick. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I... Your phone's no, back. I'm going to put Very you on patient. hold because you've been waiting a while. So I'm going to put you on hold, my guy. Check that connection with him, right? Let's go to Dante in the district. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, buddy. So, listen. Are y'all going to be patient? Heck no. <laughs> Should they be patient? Yes. But society is impatient. Society is impatient with everything. If we had an Olympic team and they lost, we wouldn't be patient. The reality is fans are fanatics and unrealistic about what it takes to build in the right way to have long-term success. We're an instant society. We make grits in one minute. We want eggs to be cooked. In less than 30 seconds, we are a fast food built structure now. So, no, they won't be patient. I honestly thought that they should have never broke up the team the way they did it last year. There was a lot of things that Chase Young needed to work on, but that happens when a kid is 22, 23 years old developing. The same thing, which I still don't understand about getting rid of Montez Sweat, um, I think that hurt the development of where the team was going. You lost. Well, it did, but thanks Thank for you, the buddy. call. That where the team was going wasn't important. Was seven wins. Yeah, the, the <laughs> team was going to getting the seventh pick or the, the sixth or the eighth pick, and instead they got the second pick. And by trading Montez Sweat, you didn't pay him $26-plus million a year, which is what he got from the Bears, which is nice. You have that flexibility and cap space to use to recruit Adam Peters. Maybe he wouldn't have come here if he had less cap space to spend as the top GM candidate. You use that to recruit your coach that you wanted. You went and got Dan Quinn, who they say uh, was a priority for them. And I like Sweat, by the way. I I, I, I advocated signing him a couple of years ago before they signed Deron Payne. I was like, you're going into the season before Payne had his breakout. I'm going, they should do this now. Yeah, I was right? one of the few people last year, if we want to do that, that didn't want to pay Deron Payne last offseason right. when they did and wanted to pay Montez Sweat. I got no problem with him. But in season last year to then – try to pay him or tag him this year or pay him a huge contract to avoid free agency, it didn't make sense to me. Uh, they needed to keep as much money available mm-hmm. for what they're about to have as possible. Yeah, flexibility was the key there. New ownership, new GM, new coach, and a lot of money, number one amount of money to spend. So you can also, I think, find and replace his production. I like Sweat, but at less than $26 million. You might be able to spend 26 mil on two ends mm-hmm. that can average more sacks, more pressures, a lot of that stuff, and, and give you both sides of the ball or something which is probably what they're going to do. But that's a whole other tangent and a whole other conversation. Um, back to kind of the original point, I think he makes a great point. Yeah. Everybody wants to cook everything in a microwave. Nobody wants to use a crock pot, which is why at the start of the conversation, not trying to sandbag what we were saying, I guess I don't care if there are some fans who aren't patient. Like that is, it's not part of my uh, windshield. You know, it's not what's in front of me in my car. Will there be people that aren't? Yes. So what I'm asking is, is the majority of the fan base going to be that way? I don't think so. I think most of the fan base is bought in on where we're headed. And the the like there's still people that scream about, you know, every decision they've made or, or whether they should have done this or that or who should have been hired as the GM or whatever. There's only so much air in the room, you know, <laughs> like yeah. not everyone gets it. Don and Ashburn, what's up? How Don, are he's you? doing Don. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, man. 
So, yeah, I think you've got to have a lot of patience because it, it feels like the adults are back in charge. It's, it felt that way when the Harris group came in, but that seemed to kind of stop um, with Rivera where you started to lose your confidence. When you look back on the season, when you go from playing the Eagles in a really good game and you turn around in the next week, you lose to the Bears and you, it's embarrassing. Um, but I think, you know, and I, I think if you look at where this uh, new regime is going to take the team, um, I get a little worried because I think they're going to win some games that people don't think that they're going to win, and they could end up being like a six-win team potentially or, or seven-win team potentially. And that's where this fan base will, will lose their patience because they'll start thinking that we're back on track when it's just some of the, the X's and O's are starting to be put back in place and we're seeing the success of, you know, competent people actually running a bad team can still look pretty decent. And I think that's where we lose. It. I think that's sharp because if, if this coaching staff coached this team last year's team, I don't think they ended up with the number two pick. No, now, I don't, I don't think they're winning 10-11 games. I just don't think the talent was there. But I think that would have been better. They probably win two more games. Yeah. I, actually. Two or three? It depends. Honestly, if Cliff Kingsbury's good, maybe three more games. I don't know what Cliff Kingsbury's going to be yet. But I think that offensively, Howell's development was really stunted as we look back at last year by the enemy. So they lost 14-7 to the Giants. Maybe they... You know, I don't know, manage more than 14 points in a game. Well, they could have won both Giants games. I mean, you, you could go back and play that game all yeah. year long. And there's what games they barely won that maybe they lost. Sure. You know, so I think Dan Quinn hopefully goes for two in that Eagles game. And maybe you win that one rather than going to overtime. Hunter's in Richmond. What's up, Hunter? Hey, guys. Thank you. Uh, first time, long time. Love the show, man. Appreciate uh, you, I heard Danny do Nice. I was waiting on it. Yeah, you got it. You know what to do. <laughs> um, hey, the uh, so I I would be slightly disappointed. I've been watching this team my whole life, be 40 this year, and I, I will have patience. I'm excited for the new regime. And the only reason I say that there is a scenario where I would be disappointed if they do the same as they did this year, maybe four or five wins. The reason I say that is because this team hasn't had this plethora of advantages going into the offseason as they have this year that the picks the draft the uh cap space mm -hmm. i just think if they if that translates into another five win season this coming year that there will be some disappointment from the fan base for sure i think that's probably true good phone call thank Thanks, you buddy here's the caveat we don't know if they're going to spend like you and i are, are hoping and want them to mm -hmm. We don't know how much of the $87 million on this year's cap goes to... It's such a variable how they approach it, man. ...good football players for this year. And we also don't know, like, their draft picks, just hypothetically. Maybe they trade back from two, and they get three ones into the future and a, a two and a four this year or something like that. Well, all of a sudden, this year's draft is a lot less exciting. But you've set yourself up over the next three or four years to have unbelievable drafts. So is the priority going to be get better quickly and aggressively and sinking their teeth into free agency in the draft to kind of attack this season or kind of setting things up foundationally for the long haul. But I think generally he's right. You're going into an offseason with the most money to spend and maybe the best draft situation of anybody. Five in the top 100, six in the top 102. Yeah, it's you and the Bears are in the conversation. That's it. Guess what? 
you probably should be a couple of games better. I understand that thinking. For me, if you're the same record, but instead of your quarterback being someone who's going to be on the bench next year, now your quarterback was a guy who showed that he's the franchise in the future maybe, then that's a, even though the record was the same, you're in a way better spot. Let's go to Patrick and Orange. Hey, Patrick. Patrick. Hey, guys. How are we doing today? Good, buddy. Hey, so I've been banging this drum that they should do what the Dolphins did, and it looks like a scaled-back version of that. So the first season is almost a throwaway if they're four or five wins. You just want to see them continue to develop. And what the Dolphins did with Tua was they put as many good pieces around him as possible. It took four years, but then he ends up leading the league in passing yards. So if Washington can come away with four or five wins this year, but year two and year three they keep stacking them up, they should be competing for a division title in year three or year four, and that's the expectation. Um, so I, I'm willing to be patient watching them. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. you, dude. Let's go to Yarrett in Arlington on GND. How are you? And good afternoon, gentlemen. Happy Friday. Well, uh, hear me out. Let me say this. I'll be patient if they do a couple of things. First, I agree 100% with Grant. I want him to be aggressive on the free agent. The draft is 50-50, but again, I don't want him to trade down because if they trade down and miss the quarterback and say, you know, we have to find a quarterback, you know, to do this thing all over again, that will take a year and I will not be patient for that. But mm-hmm. if they became aggressive on the free agent and then if they don't trade down and if I see a progress week to week, in other words, if there is no blown coverage like we've been seeing for the last four years, then I'll be patient. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Appreciate you, dude. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's if you if you go the rookie quarterback route, which all signs indicate that's the plan, and then do what Rivera did in year one, which is not really surround that young quarterback with much, or the, as they've done a bunch of times over. I know when they traded the farm to get Robert Griffin, there was Pierre Garcon, and that was nice, but uh, who was who was it? Remember his number two receiver? I think he caught like 34 passes. Which got, year? Uh, in 2012, we got that personal foul because he threw the ball at the, at the opponent. Morgan? Yeah, Josh Morgan, it was his number two. Like, come on. If you build the nest and actually go all in and, and give this rookie a chance Tana to... was really good that year. Oh, Tana yeah. was, yeah, as a slot guy. But if you give them a chance with this, you know, use this time to draft well, add supplemental players in free agency, even a couple of targets, prove the offensive line, et cetera, and really build the nest for this kid and then let him have his ups and downs, I think that's a way to win more hearts and minds there, right, in, term, in terms of that patience thing we're all asking for. I want to get into Steven Strasburg not being at Nats camp. There's a deadline for him to show up tomorrow. Do we think he's going to? We could hit that. By the way, in 40 minutes at 6 o'clock, it's Friday. You know what that means? What? What does it mean? Grant and Danny. Uh-huh. Tony's mailbag. Here we go. It's a segment that we only do on Grant and Danny mm-hmm. and that nobody else has ever done before. That's right. It's our version of an Ask Us Anything, where you call up and you kind of steer the show, and uh, we discuss whatever you want us to. It's the Grant and Danny's, Tony's Mailbag, coming up at 6 on The Fan. Putting together a little mini audio vault for you. For 5.45, and then at 6, G&D's Tony's Mailbag. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. If you missed any part of the show earlier today, including Monica Dixon, the president of external affairs 
at Monumental Sports. Kevin Blackstone of the Washington Post, both discussing the possibility of the Wiz and the Caps moving to Virginia. You want to podcast the show, thefandc.com. We also made a big show announcement that we are headed to spring training. We are going to be at West Palm Beach the 2nd through the 6th, and we'll be doing live shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I believe that's the 4th, 5th, and 6th. It is, sir. From Nats Camp. So that's going to be awesome. The whole show's going down there. We will have all kinds of fun tales to regale you with, in addition to great baseball coverage, before we ramp things up one week later with the start of the league year in the National Football League. So a nice little change of pace for the show. But will we see Steven Strasburg when we get there? Mm. That's the big question. There's a deadline for players to report to work, basically. No different than in the NFL. you got to show up for camp by a certain time. And if not, then you could be in trouble. The team could go after you and claim that you are refusing to make good on your contract. Strasburg, as we know, has been at odds with the Washington Nationals since last season. They came out. They announced that they were going to have a press conference with Steven Strasburg at Nats Park. They started to plan what was going to be pretty clearly a retirement day for him. I don't know that they used the words, but the expectation was his jersey's getting retired. He was the World Series MVP. He's been as important to the Nationals organization as any player in history as a 35-year-old who spent his entire career in D.C. And it's become very obvious medically that he will never pitch again. The team knows that. He and his agent, Scott Boris, know that. So... At one point in time last year, Danny, we find out, Presser, yep. we're, we're going to staff the thing. Like Everybody's going to be there. We're going. And it'll be the Strauss Celebration Day at Nats Park. And then all of a sudden, it was off. And you got statements from the Strasburg side and from the Nats side where they say, all right, fine, we'll see him at spring training. But it was really wild. And frankly, it was disappointing if you're a Nats fan because one of your favorite players ever and your favorite team are no longer on the same page. And it seems like in this post-playing career era for Strasburg now, things have soured to the point where they've gone sideways enough that maybe he's not going to be around the team anymore. It is inevitable that it gets into the confusing territory where it's like this counts against their 40-man roster spot, not the active 26, but that takes up a spot. And if in order to do that, they have to then have him show up, they can place him on the 60-day injured list or whatever all the different mechanisms are in terms of the luxury tax calculations and deferred money. It's a bunch of things that fans really don't care about, to be honest with you. And even a certain radio host whose names rhyme with Randy Duye. The point is, they are at odds here. And it's the least of, you know, the, the, obviously the number one concern Big picture is Strasburg's health and his ability to live his life well and 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 all of that. But beyond that, it's just such a shame, right? That this guy that was this number one pick, this you know lightning strike, this you know the entire league uh, would show up at his starts, and he was you know selling out road arenas in Cleveland and, and everywhere else just to catch a glimpse of this guy. And he was sensational, had so many great moments, some down moments too, but some huge, incredible, phenomenal uh, you know World Series championship moments. You know, shoving it on the Dodgers moments, shoving it in Chicago when he was uh, could barely breathe out of his nose because of all the mold, according to Dusty Baker. All these different things that have made him part of this fabric of Nat's lore are now you know distant memories, and he's not going to pitch again. It's this really awkward deal that everybody wants out of, but there's a stalemate. There's a standoff. He is owed indisputably over $100 million left on his deal over three years. The Nationals would prefer not to pay that. I'd prefer not to pay a lot of things. The bills are due. 
I don't know. I don't know where it goes. But, but here's where it's unique is in other sports, you can't just retire and get all that money. Right? I mean, the idea mm-hmm. of signing a seven-year, $245 million contract is that as long as you're playing baseball, yeah, even if you're hurt or whatever, you're, you're going to make every penny. But unless you and the team agree, hey, why don't you retire and we'll pay you all the money, which I'm sure is what Strauss and his agent would tell you is what happened. Unless there's an agreement there, you're not going to retire. Strasburg mm-hmm. wasn't using the R word. Now, there was the big story in the Washington Post about Strasburg's career ending, and you know he's going to announce his retirement at 13 years with the organization, and the injuries are to the point where, and they did reporting on how moving and sleeping and all these things has gotten very difficult for him, and it, it painted a very bleak picture that clearly this guy will never pick up and throw a baseball again. He's just at a point where he's trying to have a normal life with his family and his kids. But we find out he's retiring. Then we find out there's going to be a ceremony. And then it gets delayed. Uh, Looking back, finding this story here, the Athletic and the Washington Post reported, the Post notes the two sides are still hammering out details and that everything is still expected to happen eventually. But that was before things got worse, remember, with the statement that came out. A day after the news broke, Nationals owner, managing partner, Mark Lerner, released the following statement. Steven Strasburg is and always will be an important part of the Washington franchise. We support him in any decision he makes and will ensure that he receives what is due to him. It is regrettable that the private discussions have been made public through anonymous sources. So they were mad at, like, the Boris camp, I guess, for leaking some of this. Uh, Attempted to negotiate through the media, but we have been following the processes required by the CBA. Behind the scenes... Preparations for a press conference had begun internally. However, no such event was ever confirmed by the team or promoted publicly. It is unfortunate that the external links in the press have mischaracterized these events. So they feel like maybe Strasburg trying to control the narrative got ahead of it to say he was retiring. And that came out. And then the team was maybe annoyed by that. But the fact is, you know, from outside looking in, just speculating, it looks like Strauss and the, the Nats are at big-time odds. And they said, we'll see him at spring training. That was the, the end of the statement. It is our hope that ongoing conversations remain private out of respect for the individuals involved, meaning stop leaking stuff. Until then, we look forward to seeing Steven when we report to spring training. And this was last year. Yep. So this is a like bleep you, we'll see you at West Palm, dude. That was how it was taken. Yeah, you're, you're part of the 40-man. This is from Britt Giroli's story uh, last week in The Athletic. The team approached Strasburg last year about retiring, and plans for a press conference were far enough along that the team had a tentative September date. Then it all fell apart because ownership wanted Strasburg, who has a fully guaranteed $245 million contract, to change the deal's terms to benefit them. That's, that's her reporting. That's now, in that story. It goes without saying. I'm not saying that that reporting is wrong, mm-hmm. but that did not come from the learners, obviously. Certainly not. You wouldn't that think. is from the Boris side of it, presumably. Mm-hmm. Well, not directly him necessarily, but you know, this, we'll call it Strauss's camp, as they like to say. Now, they are very likely telling the truth. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to lie about that, but I'm, I'm quite sure the learners would have a different side of that story, maybe. I don't know. But it, that's what it seems like to me, for the record. Yep. Is that he's not? Re- How do I want to put this? He was going to retire thinking he's going to get all his money. Yeah, then they changed the terms. There's no reason for him to retire unless he's getting his money. Right. You owe me two hundred forty-five million. That's what we've agreed to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my two hundred forty-five million. 
I'm not going to announce my retirement if I'm not going to get that money. So the only way for him to have played along, to come out, done the post story, had the September date picked, all that stuff, is under the guise that, hey, man, we're going to pay you your money. Don't worry. But let's end this charade. We get the roster spot back. You're never going to pitch again. We know that. You know that. Let's. You could be around as a coach. You could be around as a liaison. You could be Ryan Zimmerman, employee number 37 bit. We'll have you on some broadcasts with Charlie and Dave if you want to do that. You won't because you, you don't like doing media stuff. But <laughs> That's like, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure this out together. That's kind of what had to have been happening, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know why, it sounds like it did change. And they said, well, wait a second. I wonder if we got to give them all 245. The speculation I always heard, was, and this, again, surely speculative, mm-hmm. but what I was told was that basically the players, um, Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. Not the union, which would have been thrilled by this. Yeah. But like owners and, and just MLB and the commissioner's office, and they go, whoa, 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 whoa. You are setting a really, really bad precedent here. If you're going to allow this guy to retire and you're going to give him his full contract, the idea that he gets his full contract is based on him continuing to come back and play. And who knows who called them, why it changed. But that's what I always heard was that other owners, other teams went, what are they doing? You you, you can't do that. We can't give him 245 over seven and, and just write the rest of his contract off for services rendered and say, walk into the sunset. And so it changed. And why else would he be this angry? You know, why else would he not want to report? Why else would they be at odds if he didn't feel like something changed in their conversation? Precisely. So now cut to today. We're a day before that deadline, right, of him having to report. Are, are the Nationals going to start fining him? Like, I don't think so. Like, to what end here? You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a this is a nice little game of chicken that's going on. You got to report, and you got to just go through the motions. And, and you know, he's a – by the way – He's a funny dude. Now, it wasn't funny to us. He'd rather... How funny is he? I have been told by numerous people that that guy has a really funny, dry yeah. sense of humor, and he is he can be entertaining. Among his teammates, among he, us, he'd rather eat scorpions. He's a great pitcher. Yeah. Well, that's funny. But I, he, I, the, the, he's a funny dude thing with people who have never shown any interest in being funny. It just always kind of ricks me I know, a little bit. I, which I get. I, I'm sure around the right people in the right situation. Yeah, his teammates where he's comfortable and he's he, happy. He can crack a joke and make someone laugh. He's a human being. He's also incredibly smart. He's also, you know, a, a student of this thing and could absolutely offer some experiences to young guys and, you know, the guys that have been in the spotlight and have expectations. He could help in a certain way, not to the tune of $35 million worth probably, but he could offer something. I, I don't know what the end game is here for the, for the Nationals, right? Like, are you, like you're going to find him in the hopes that he what? You see what I'm saying? Like, if if you you normally have fines and stipulations and and you know they, de- deadlines in your contract to get guys to show up and perform for you, et cetera, and live I, up to services. I don't think they will. But, because, but what's the end game? Here's the deal with that. You, tell me I'm wrong if you if you think I am, please. But I think they would look terrible. I do too. And it's not worth it at this point, right? I think you just cut your losses and you wear it. Or or you, he doesn't show up, and you just say, hey, we're, we're expecting him here any time now. Like, he should be here. He's part of the team. We're counting on him being here. We think he could help us. I mean, he is on the roster. He's taking up a 40-man spot. Like, that's not that cool either. No. I mean, from his standpoint, and look, I get if he thought he was getting all his money, and then all of a sudden, maybe he wasn't, you can be annoyed. But you're making a lot of money, man. $245 million dollars. A contract in which you're going to end up pitching less than, what, 50 innings? I think it was 30-some innings or something like that. It's not that big of an ask for you to hop on that bird and head down to West Palm Beach 
and you know, put a jacket on and uh, stand behind. Give Jos- a couple guys knucks and Jos- talk to Kate Cavalli about yeah. a, about a uh, slider grip. Stand behind Josiah Gray and and you know, play nice in front of the media for a couple of minutes. Uh, the team's paid you since the World Series, you know, which now this is his third contract essentially with the Nats. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five million in twenty, thirty-five million in twenty-one, thirty-five million in twenty-two, thirty-five million in twenty-three, thirty-five million more this year, and then it combined seventy million divvied up evenly over the next two years. So go go to camp, <laughs> you know, like yeah. everyone knows you're not going to pitch, but. If you're asking me, do I think they're going to like fight this or or go after him for money or say he didn't report, so now we can get cash? I think that would lead to, and I don't even know if that, that you can do that. I, I really don't know what the rules right. are. I was trying to get an answer for that today and, and wasn't able to. But to me, there's no upside there. Right. This is one of the most important and beloved players in your organization's history. Is that really a fight you want to pick? I want to see what you guys think about all this at 800-636-1067. Nats fans, A, do you think he shows up? And B, where are you at on this uh, seeming stare down between the player and the team? We're Grant and Danny on the fan. Grant and Danny on the fan. That's spring training ongoing at West Palm Beach. We'll be down there March 4th, 5th, and 6th as a show, which will be a lot of fun. By the way, we had a call earlier. I think it was our buddy Chris in Hyattsville asking about the uniforms being worn in Major League Baseball. You know, initially, I just didn't care enough to weigh in because people were upset about the jerseys and that they don't look good enough or they look less awesome than last year's and the stitching and the spacing on the back of the nameplate. All that nuance meant nothing to me, but I'm now willing to engage on the pants because the pants are hilarious. (laughs) The the pants are see-through. Yeah. You can't have see-through pants. Generally, it's just not a good thing. But what we're finding out is that occasionally uh, to go take pictures and maybe even work out, sometimes players don't wear anything under their baseball pants. Yeah. You might want to start doing that a little differently. Yeah, I would, I would say. my from One of my best buddies, for his wedding, he had these really nice yellow slacks that he wanted all the groomsmen and everybody to wear, uh, That we and we all got them. And they looked great. They were awesome in all the pictures. Well, in the church, with you know spotlights kind of bearing down, yeah. everyone knew what kind of underwear everybody was wearing with those yellow pantaloons. I bet. There was no mistaking. Yeah, there was a picture yesterday of a player on the San Francisco Giants who was kind of sitting with his legs open, like with a bat. Uh-huh. And he had, you know, a couple of baseballs centered up right there that were pretty obvious. You could see through those clear pants. Yep. I called my buddy last night uh, who pitches now for the Cardinals. He was on the Orioles last year, Kyle Gibson. And I, th- I said, hey, man, you might want to wear some sliding shorts under those pants. Yeah, you got to double check that. And there. he was all annoyed and talking about the uniforms and his came in the wrong size for the first time in a bunch of years Ooh, and everything. Tough. They're sorting some things out. Mm-hmm. But Nike is, uh, they're not batting a 1,000, it doesn't seem like. No, sir, they're not. This week with the baseball uniforms. Let's go to Paul in D.C. Paul, we were talking Steven Strasburg. Deadline to show up tomorrow. Him and the Nats seem to be at odds. There's question as to whether or not he's even going to be at spring training. What do you make of this situation? Well, the, the way I see it is whenever the players make a mistake, we always say, well, they should have had better representation or they should have did this or they should have did that. 
Well, when the billionaires make a mistake, they always want to petition the fans to look at the players and have sympathy for them. In the words of Kobe Bryant, when they asked him to take a pay cut when he got that $25 million in the last two years, he said, I'm not the richest man in the building. Okay? So at the end of the day, Strasburg has already paid the learners back for whatever money that's due to him when he was the MVP of that World Series. He won them a title, and he got them the ring, and guess what? They can make money off of that. How much money did they make off of the World Series shirts and their hats and, and all of that stuff, the replica Stanley uh, Cup, uh, I mean, not the Stanley Cup, but yeah, the, the replica World Series, World Series trophy. Oh, you're right. I mean, now they didn't make as much as they should have because the pandemic the old, came and the pandemic, wiped sure. out the celebration and everything that was planned for the following year. But your point is well taken. They're going to be giving away rings for the five-year anniversary, believe it or not. How crazy is that? That's nuts. This year at Nats Park at a game. So they're still benefiting from and, and kind of selling their World Series title in a way. Lou in Arlington, what's up? Good evening, gents. Hey, buddy. I like, I like what the last caller had to say. It certainly is the learner's fault. They signed the contract, number one. Number two, they didn't insure it. So they made two mistakes. But I do think it's in Strasburg's interest not to meet them halfway, but to find some gentleman's solution so that everybody can save face. Beneath the contract, stretch it out, get basically the same amount of money, maybe cut a couple million off it, but basically 90, 95%, and then free up the roster space. There's, there's a way through on this. Everybody just needs to be grown-ups. Well, there certainly felt like there was at one point in time. It felt like everyone was harmonious on it, yeah. Short of, you know, a lot of communicating and them getting on some harmonious page that we don't know about over the offseason, it was not that way at the end of last year where it got, I mean, the reporting was pretty acrimonious between the two sides, obviously. But you would have thought, hey, we could figure this out. We need your roster spot. You want your money. Let's find a way that everyone gets what they want in a way that, Works for everybody. Like, if you're Strauss, you don't need all 245 over the next couple of years, right? Let's let's Bobby Bonilla this thing, you maybe. Get your, get your 245 over 20 years. <laughs> Who likes those deferments, right? Yeah. Um, but, look, the player, he, he, he might, it might be this simple. You guys signed the contract just like I did. I can't get out of it. You can't get out of it. Pay me my money. It, it, that, that could be kind of what it is. And, uh, and I think maybe after the, as you said, the acrimony or the misunderstanding, however you want to categorize it, I mean, we don't know everything. I think after that, that may be the stance. Like, I was willing to work with you, and then you kind of switched up on me there at the, at the 11th hour. It may be to that point. Do you think Steven Strasburg shows up tomorrow? I don't. Do you? I, I did earlier in the week because I kind of I was like, well, he probably has to. But the more I think about it, I don't think there there's really a recourse. I don't think they're going to pick a fight and come after him and demand money. I don't even know if they can, how that would work. So I'm going to say no, he doesn't, actually, which is crazy to think about. But uh, if he does, if he does the, you know, Marshawn Lynch, I'm here so I don't get fined. Yeah, stop thing, in the high. Yeah. Then at least he's there. I wonder what that means. Does he stay? What's the role? Mm-hmm. No idea. Grant and Danny on the fan. Uh, next, the G&D, Tony's Mailbag. The Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. You call us up. You ask whatever you'd like. It could be sports, non-sports, something you don't think we talk enough about, something you want to get our take on. We haven't addressed on the show. It's an open lines. Ask us anything. Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag next.
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.